So uh, we made it. We ma- uh, made it to through. the end of the year. Well, almost. Um, who knows what kind of surprise we could have left, but I have been um, encouraged to see like my friends on Facebook who are healthcare workers or providers getting their first shots. Uh, I think, you know, it's it's we're we should be on the way up from here. I think. Yeah. So it, that's funny because our um at the hospital where my wife works, they've started to give out the shots, but they have this so every year they have to get a tb test and you can't get the vaccine within like four weeks of getting your tb test and they do the tb test based on like what unit you work on so like her unit got their tb tests like the end of last month so they couldn't get the vaccines yet so they have to wait and i don't know a couple weeks to get the vaccine it seems like somebody could have plan that a little better because the tv test is not quite as important at this moment i don't think right yeah yeah i remember i had a had to have one like before you know i got an email saying that you know from my healthcare provider saying i should be able to get mine in a few weeks because i'm technically immunocompromised but my but i already had it and my rheumatoid arthritis is inactive right now and i'm not under any treatment so i'd rather that go to someone who actually is higher risk than me so i'll probably just wait until it comes to the general public because I'm, or you know if i wanted to be sure i could go get an antibody test i think kroger's doing them for free oh okay yeah and i don't know how long because i remember when i came back from ces and i felt pretty miserable looking back it seems pretty likely that that's what it was but at this point i don't think you could get an antibody test that would tell you if you had it 11 months ago. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, maybe. I don't, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know how long it lasts. I feel fairly safe. I used to feel like every time I coughed or sneezed, I was like, especially if you're in public, uh, <laughs> I heard someone say, well, when we were uh, in Cincinnati, we were just talking to, you know, we were sitting away from uh, the bar because, you know, you couldn't sit there and we were just talking about, I sneezed and I was like, I'm so sorry. I'm like, you know, if right. I sneeze like once, it's got to be two or three times. And I was like, I hate sneezing in public. I feel so bad. And this guy goes, yeah, I'd rather fart than sneeze in public right now. That's true. Less <laughs> people will probably look at you. That's true. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, you got, um, want to do a little follow-up on, sure. on holidays? Let's definitely start with some follow-up. You went on a trip. Yeah. Um, so just Marcus and I. So usually we'd go... Um, to, well, now Columbia, Missouri. I, my parents moved from St. Louis to Columbia um, a couple years ago, and it was so different. It was the first time I haven't seen my family for Christmas in a long time, but so I had some extra time off, and we're like, let's just go visit a city we haven't been to, so we spent a night, we drove about five hours to Nashville, spent a night there, um, so, and then we drove, the next day, we drove four hours to Cincinnati, and we stayed at a really a nice Airbnb, and it was it was cool because everything closes at like ten, so we our Airbnb was like a it was like a house, so we had room to roam around. We could watch TV, actually use you know the Wi-Fi, um, Netflix, whatever. Um, but Jason gave me two great recommendations, which was Skyline Chili, and Grater's Ice Cream. We enjoyed both very much. Uh, we went to the zoo. It was really fun. Um, a lot of the exhibits were closed because covid related stuff but we got to see some really cool animals it's a great zoo but i do not think it rivals the st louis zoo where i grew up 
St. Louis Zoo is rated one of the top ones. I've never seen San Diego's, so I would like to see that one. You know, I'm an animal junkie, so if there's a city I'm going to that has a... I'm like, I want to see the big cats. <laughs> Where are they? Right. Um, if there's a city that has a zoo, um, a, a nice zoo, I want to go. Our zoo is very, you know, okay, okay. <laughs> here in Little Rock. Uh, but the biggest thing was I've been kind of in a funk because I really do like to travel, like take a good trip at least once a year and or since seeing my family at least a couple times. And uh, it was nice to have no agenda because when we go see family, there's like, okay, we're going to be here at this time, here at this time, and here at this time. And we just went. One of our like Marcus will make a list of recommendations and things he wants to see, but our favorite thing to do is like go, you know, visit, you know, have a starting place visit and talk to the locals and get the best recommendations as well. Because and um, I was thinking about we're like is Cincinnati Midwest or is it Eastern or, or is it? It's definitely North? Midwest. Right, it's definitely I, Midwest. Yeah, but it's Eastern time zone, so I was like, I don't know, I'm on the fence here. But so, but when I was. I finally realized, okay, they are called the Midwest rather than North, Eastern, or because they're too nice. Unlike New Yorkers, <laughs> they're just, right. they're, everyone was so nice. I'm like, okay, now I get why you associate with the Midwest. Well, in, I mean, I know it's on the Eastern time zone, but so is almost all of Indiana, Michigan, all of Ohio, and all three of those states are about as Midwest as it gets. I mean, Illinois is probably part and, of the Midwest. Well, Missouri is is straight up Midwest and that's all central time zone. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Anyway, so that, <laughs> I would def- I, yeah. I don't think I, you'd have a hard time finding anybody who would not say that Ohio is part of the Midwest, but right. Yeah. Well, I'd never, I had actually, you know, in a city, I don't know what I am I geographically challenged. I used my GPS more than I'm proud of. That's all right. <laughs> so, um, uh, work has been like super slow this week because you know where I work if you don't use your PTO like everyone's gone like slack is completely dead there's like one person I've talked to it's so weird um, uh, so it was kind of nice to be home for once because we're never home for Christmas uh, but we stayed so busy because we did um, I know not all families do gifts I've advocated for not doing gifts before my mom is not a fan <laughs> but uh, <laughs> And then my son's birthday, 13th birthday, was on the 27th, so we stayed really busy. But we had, the kids came home, like, from their dads at, like, 1 on Christmas. We did gifts from us to them and their stockings. And then we went over to Marcus's parents for a little bit, opened gifts there and ate. And then we came home, and we did a Zoom with my parents where they opened up, we opened up gifts to each other. And by the end, we were just tired. (laughs) Right. I bet. Sounds like it. What was, uh, what were your holidays like? So... We, um, so Beth had to work on Christmas Eve. So we, although most of what we normally would have done on Christmas Eve, we would not have done this year anyway. We have a tradition, um, where her cousins and aunt and uncles and everyone get together. However, that didn't, that wasn't going to happen this year for obvious various other reasons because <laughs> it's a big gathering, right? I mm-hmm. mean, there are gatherings that are probably safer, but this would have been a, you know, I don't even know. There's 40 some people I a oh, lot wow. of people <laughs> um and then normally we would go to church on Christmas Eve which our church is is doing the whole online only thing and probably will for some period of time right into the spring I, I you know I don't know exactly when they I, I don't think they've actually decided when so anyway 
but Beth was working, so we didn't do either of those things. However, when she got off work, she got home. One of our favorite traditions, at least one of my favorite traditions, is that we will drive around and look at the Christmas lights on the trees. I mean, on the houses. And so we did that Christmas Eve. We don't usually wait till Christmas Eve to do it, but it it, it worked out. This year was kind of a nice thing since we hadn't, she was gone all day. We didn't get to do any of the normal Christmas Eve traditions. So we went and did that. And there are some neighborhoods. We live very close to a neighborhood where people go all out, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> With the decorations. I mean, it's, I'll actually put a picture to one of them in, in the show notes because it's, pretty extraordinary so um so we did that christmas eve christmas morning we actually uh, our family tradition for as long as i can remember has been that everyone on my extended my parents my mom's excuse me extended family would come to my parents house to our house so all christmas all growing up christmas morning everyone came to our house my grandma grandpa aunts and uncles cousins everyone would come now this year there were only um, our, the six of us went over there. I have a cousin and her husband and their son who came. My aunt and uncle came. So it was a much, much smaller group. Um, and some of that's because th- some of them come from farther away. I have a brother who lives in Colorado. He did not obviously make the trip this <laughs> year. And so we do Christmas morning over there. We do a breakfast. That's kind of the big thing. My mom goes pretty all out on a breakfast does an amazing job so much so that even people who so i have a cousin who lives in alaska i have a brother who lives in colorado i have another cousin who i think she's in georgia maybe but she's training for a i think she works for the department of state so she's training as like a foreign service secret agent I don't really know. I'm not giving anything away because I'm not 100% sure. Diplomatic security, maybe that's what it is. I don't know. So she doesn't live around. But at each of these places, everyone made my mom's Christmas morning breakfast because that's how much they love that tradition. So we have this group, you know, messages thread. Um, And so Christmas Eve, everyone was sending pictures that they had been making her recipe for breakfast for for the next morning, even in Alaska. What's the the dish now? It's kind of like a breakfast casserole. So it's like, I like those. It's like eggs and ham and, but it's, I don't know how to explain it other than it's, it is really good. Maybe it's just because I've grown up on it that it's so, that's what we expect. But it's, I thought it was pretty cool because my cousin, they live in Alaska, but they actually live, the town they live in is actually North Pole, Alaska. Oh, wow. My mom's Christmas breakfast made it to the North Pole this year. So that's pretty cool. So I uh, yeah. Did you get on Zoom and eat together or anything? No. So well, because Alaska's a five, six hour difference. I'm not even sure what the difference there is. So no, we didn't get it. They all did their own little thing. Um, and then the other thing that happens on Christmas morning at my parents' house is that all the adults do one of those gift exchange game type things, um, which is very fun, where everybody brings a gift, you draw numbers the first person gets to open one and the second person gets to decide if they want to steal that gift or open mm-hmm. a different gift. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's a fun. So my cousin did FaceTime in for that because she's, she's such a fan of it. She didn't participate, but she did actually watch the whole thing because she enjoys that. So, so we always, you, the goal is you want to bring a gift that you wouldn't mind coming home with because, because right. otherwise, otherwise you never know what you might end up with. So, so does your family do 
actual gifts to one another. Eh. So our, in our immediate family, we do. And then my parents, we usually get something for them and they usually get something for our kids. And then I have a my brother, one of, I have three brothers, one of whom has, I have two, two a niece and a nephew. So our, we usually get them and they usually get our kids stuff. There really isn't a rule, although with my brothers and their spouses and Beth and I, we usually do like a secret Santa type thing, but we didn't this year because we knew not everyone was going to be together. So it's kind of weird to do a secret Santa where you're just mailing people here. Right. I'm going to mail you my secret Santa. Like it's more fun if you actually are together and get to open it. And we're all kind of at the age where we don't, we don't need gifts. I mean, it's fun, but we don't, we don't need anything. If I need another, you know, I don't, I don't know if I, anyway, so but we I had that get... same conversation with my mom this year. I'm, she's, you know, it's tradition still. I'm like, if I need something, I can buy it, you know. But right, yeah. and it's one thing. It's it's one thing like with with our parents, and so we haven't done Christmas yet with Beth's family, though we will. As of recording this, we have not yet. We but we will in the next couple of days. Um, again for various reasons, but so it's fun though. I think. Like we enjoy getting gifts. We enjoy giving gifts. And so my brother and his wife and their two kids were not there Christmas morning. So we actually jumped on a Zoom with them the other day so that our kids, because our kids help pick out their gifts, right? Right. And both of our daughters got this jacket thing and we got the same one for my niece. So the girls wanted to see her open it because they were both wearing it and they wanted her to see like, see, we all have this thing. Um and we, the same thing with my brother who lives in Colorado. We jumped on the Zoom with him so he could see the kids open the gifts because he did send gifts right. for our kids. So, you know, we were able to – I guess the kids just got to have like four Christmases so far this year. So. I'm so I'm so tired of Zooming with my family. Like, I miss <laughs> yeah. seeing them in person so much. Yeah. Like, I have just one brother, but I have two nieces and a nephew. And my my nephew is nine, and he's like – do you think like we could just like come over tomorrow? <laughs> like I'm like, well, one, it's like a seven hour drive. And two, <laughs> it's probably not going to happen for a while. And then right. my niece turned four on the 26th. My son turned 13 on the 27th. So we had Christmas. We had two birthdays. And so I'm just like, love you all. I'm just like, I almost argued with my mom about, do we really need to see each other open these presents? <laughs> do Aww. we really need to do another Zoom? And she's like, I wanted to see them over right. and I was like, okay, okay. Well, but, and that um, was sort of our our mentality on we wanted to do is we wanted to make as much of an effort as we could to create the best experience for everybody while obviously still being safe and being mindful because I I, th- I do think Christmas is different than other things, right? I think for families, especially after the year we've had, we wanted to make as much of an effort as we could to make it a good experience. So. Right. I know we both did the cookie decorating thing. That's funny yep. that we ended we were doing that like probably <laughs> the at the same, same time. time. <laughs> it's so weird. Um were there so any did you get any did you get any good gifts? Uh yeah. I guess so I mean I like like most people, especially adults, I, I like giving gifts more than receiving them. But I got a few meaningful ones this year. Um, from work we did snappy gifts, which you know what they are. I got a weighted blanket. And I cannot tell you how much I wish I had gotten one before because um, it just helps me sleep so much better. Something about, like, the weight of it on my body helps relax me. Um, it kind of relieves some of my, you know, um, episodic 
anxiety. So I love that. It's like a um, hug. It's like yes, getting it's a like, hug. It's like a big <laughs> hug. Um, Marcus got an ember mug from my parents, and I steal it at night because he uses it um, for yeah. his coffee in the morning. It takes him like I can't drink anything that like a tea or coffee if it's remotely cold. It's got to be almost too hot, and it will take him forever to drink a cup of coffee. And so it's perfect for him because it keeps it at a temperature. And so I steal it at night to drink tea or hot toddy. <laughs> and uh, so I was like, as long as I wash it and put it back, is it okay if I use it at night? And he's like, okay. No. <laughs> That's awfully so, nice of him. <laughs> yeah. He got, I'd been wanting a robe, <laughs> which makes me feel old. But I want, he got me like this purple plush robe. You know, I like purple everything. And the most meaningful gift I got was really sweet. And this is uh, why I think gift giving is still important. Like my mom got me a pair of boots and I'm like, I asked for those pair of boots. I could buy my own boots, but she got me this pillow. Um, did you see it on Facebook? Yeah, I did see a picture of it. It was Okay. Cool. And it had me uh, like a sil- like a picture of me in the middle and three cats on each side. And she even, she included our cat that died um, in January this year, and he had angel wings on him. And poor Marcus had to pick out the cat designs. And my mom apparently sent him, like, 50 different cat designs that he had to choose that fit each cat. But, and then I'm opening it up, and I put it, so first I opened up this just, this plain pillow, like an insertable pillow. I'm like, okay. And then, like, my mom's on Zoom, and she's like, she's like, no, this is a two-part gift. And so I open the other part and I see it and my son, and I'm looking at it and I'm like, my son's there. Don't cry, mom. Don't cry. <laughs> <laughs> right. And I was like, shut up. We'll cry if I want to. But I really, <laughs> um, I really loved that. And then yeah. for, for Reese's birthday, I'd really wanted to take him somewhere this year. But we put together a scavenger hunt for him across the house with 11 clues to find different things. And then he unlocked the prize at the end, which was two gift cards, like Xbox and iTunes. But it was like the things were like Flaming Hot Cheetos, a two liter of Dr. Pepper, um, a board game, you know, just right. a bunch of little stuff. And he said, well, that was really fun. I, I, I didn't think it was going to be fun because I had to get out of bed, but <laughs> I actually liked it. Good. So I officially have been a teenager now. What about you? Anything cool you got? So our kids, well, our boys mostly, but our kids, we got them something cool. We had kind of resisted for a while, but. Um, we got them a Nintendo Switch. Uh, yeah, and so our six-year-old, that's all he wanted for Christmas. And every gift he opened on... So we actually did... I didn't mention this, but we actually did our little family Christmas before we went over to breakfast because breakfast isn't until like 11 on Christmas. So we got them up, did all that. And everything he opened that morning, he was sure was going to be a Nintendo Switch. Didn't matter the shape of the box. Didn't matter what... <laughs> what it was and so he was so disappointed every time because it would be be a shirt or it'd be a puzzle or i don't even you know a lego set so the last gift that they got to open was the nintendo switch and they've been very 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 happy with it it's actually a pretty impressive little game device you know it's it's you can play handheld with it which is great but it also you know has a little dock that it sits in and you can play on the tv and and probably everybody who's listening to this already knows all this but it was we've never at our house had because our kids are young enough that we've never had a game console or anything like that right it hasn't we've had we have an apple tv which you can play apple arcade games on and we actually have the little um controller the nimbus 
controller thing for that. But those are not those are not the same thing. There's some good games. There's some fun games. They like to play Frogger. There's like a new version of Frogger on there. There's Oceanhorn was a fun game that they really like, but it's not the same as Nintendo or an Xbox or a PlayStation or whatever. So we weren't gonna buy a PlayStation. You can't get a PlayStation Five right now. Yeah, or an Xbox. In, yeah, the price gouging on them yeah. is incredible. We weren't gonna do that. So, but the yeah. Nintendo, we thought, okay, they wanted to play some Pokemon game, and they really liked the Mario Brothers Odyssey. And there's anyway, so we did that. But we the thing we did that I think was smart. We'll find out. Is for like. 20 bucks for a year you can get their online deal you know nintendo switch online which i'm sure has a bunch of features that that would be useful but i don't know that any of them are yet which is weird for me because normally this is my job is to know these things (laughs) but the one thing about it and this is what made us do it is you get access to like 70 old nintendo games so like there's the old legends of zelda and old mario games all this older stuff so that we could and i was actually i was my my kids were playing whatever the new Mario Brothers Odyssey or whatever. And so I said, you guys want to see what I used to play when we were kids? And I pulled up the like Super Mario Brothers that was on the NES. And my 12-year-old daughter said, Dad, they had games that looked like this when you were a kid? I'm like, how old do you think I am? <laughs> yes, they had ga- like this, I mean... Yes, they we, had we games played like we, we played Tetris too, show or Tetris or something. <laughs> I mean, come on, they had real games back when we were kids. Like, well, yeah, I don't so. know if you know this, but like Marcus is a super like legit old school gamer. Uh, so we have pretty much every system out there. Most of them are under our bed. We have um, a Nintendo, um, in our bedroom that he plays sometimes, like corded remote everything, and he'll get Reese in there sometimes playing some of the old school games, oh, which nice. is really fun. But like if you look at that, and then I go in and I watch him play the games on his Xbox, like graphics and everything, I'm like, this is unreal how much things change. But I mean, I never really got into video games, but I loved watching my brother play them. So right. That's what we would do on Christmas Eve every year. Is I would watch him play uh, things like Final Fantasy. Like that's like watching a movie. Right. <laughs> like watching someone play that. Um, but how old are your boys? Uh, there we have a, a nine year old and a six year old and nine so and they, six. And they each like a different game. And so that was the trouble with the Nintendo is, it's not like the Apple Ar- the Apple TV, the Apple Arcade, which all the games if you subscribe to Arcade are just free. You know they're all included in that the nintendo games are all still 50 bucks a piece and so we had to tell the boys like this isn't going to be a thing where you you can ask for a game for your birthday like that's how you're going to get right games that's why we do things like xbox gift cards but um with xbox like he has his online account so any game either one of like me or his dad get him because he has one of his dad's house too goes to both so we'll have to ask each other okay what video games are you getting him for christmas right so i got then i actually the, the two gifts that I really liked, I actually got this nice desk pad for my desk, um, which doesn't seem like it'd be something that I would care about, but I actually really like it. It's from Grove Made. It's I actually saw it somewhere, either in someone's YouTube video or something like that. It's real popular among that kind of thing. I thought, oh, that would actually be really nice to define the space, and so I'll put a link to it. But it actually, I I really like it. Um, it, it matches my IKEA cabinets I put together, <laughs> and nice. so it's it's actually really nice. I'm since I spend so much time in the this office, it makes sense that I would have an environment that you enjoy being in. Um, but then I got a an AeroPress coffee maker, 
which I love. I don't know if you know what an AeroPress is, but it's basically a giant plastic syringe. (laughs) Okay, like it's this, it's a tube that you put a filter in the bottom. I'm going to have to look this up real quick. And you put (laughs) coffee in it, and then you pour about an ounce and a half of water. You stir it up for like 10 seconds. You put the plunger in the top, and then you very slowly press it down, and it makes a very concentrated... um, serving of coffee not quite espresso strength they'll tell you it's almost like espresso strength it's it's not quite because it's not quite that much pressure but then you add a little bit more hot water to it to make an actual cup of coffee right but i mean the whole process takes two minutes and um i i really am happy i like it very very yeah i just watched their little graphic video on the website yeah it's pretty amazing (laughs) and it's and it is it's a very 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 good cup of coffee um, so I'm actually, I, I had asked for that and I was very excited. And th- when you, when you open it up, it almost just looks like you were pouring out a bunch of parts that fell off like the back of your car because it's just a bunch <laughs> of plastic random pieces. It, it, it is. It's in, tell you, and Beth was like, what in the world did you get? <laughs> this is supposed to be a, co- I thought you wanted a coffee maker. You know, we have a Keurig, we have a drip coffee maker that we never use. We have a, a French press. That's how we normally make coffee. And then there's like this assortment of plastic parts she's like what what is this but i i I really enjoyed it so and then uh the the last thing that we had asked for which was very useful is we got a new set of um clippers like for hair because the boys and i have not been to a to get our hair i've been giving them haircuts and myself and i have a pair but the pair that i had i've had since i was in college Oh, wow. And I don't think they've ever been sharpened. <laughs> and so it was amazing. I gave them both haircuts and then I actually gave myself a haircut and it was like, wow, wow, this is what it's supposed to be like. So, right. I've gotten so. one haircut since the pandemic started. I think it was about six months ago, but I'm actually like, I was like, my hair is actually getting really long. I like it. But I cut my own bangs because obviously if you, I went six months without cutting my bangs, but I use like kid scissors. Uh. <laughs> Or, yeah, I just deal with it. But Marcus went and got one. I cut his hair a few times, but as you've, you've seen him, he's he's got a lot of hair. <laughs> so, <laughs> and, which and makes it hard to, keep, like, hard to mess up real bad because you can just cover it up. But, I mean, I have, it takes for a professional to cut that, right. that heavy and textured of hair. <laughs> right. And our boys both have opposite types. Like, one of them is real thick hair. The other one is very thin. And so it's, it's weird to cut one after the other because you wouldn't even it's like how are you two related i mean you're the same size and you look exactly the same but your hair is completely different. my the biggest thing i like about getting a haircut is this morning i had to go out and shovel for the first time so i was wearing a hat and when i came inside and i took the hat off like normally if i before if it would have been two days ago before i got a haircut my head would have looked like a hurricane right yeah i would have to wear the hat all day that's the reality (laughs) but not anymore so you should see um, one of our old, um, one of your old coworkers, one of my coworkers, Rob. You should see his hair. His man bun. He's man oh, bun man. all day, every day. <laughs> you should get an ember mug. That would be perfect for you. Um, I actually asked for one. They're not. Of, they're not cheap. But so. that was the thing, and I think I mentioned this before on the podcast that one that I think the reason that it was a no-go is that I have probably 50, at least 50 coffee mugs and a bunch of them are like the Starbucks. Um, you know how you can, if you go to a Starbucks in New York and get a New York city Starbucks mug or Michigan, I have one. So I have all those mugs and I think it would be weird to suddenly 
say I'm never using these again because I'm going to. So instead, I just fill up my cup of coffee and then I heat it up 30 times a day. So Yeah, that's what I usually do with my tea. I've gotten, I haven't been drinking hot coffee much. Sometimes I'll drink some cold brew and I like coconut milk in it. In the holidays uh, season, we'll put little Baileys in it sometimes with the cold brew. And it, I mean, it's super delicious, but I've been more into tea lately. And it, last right. year, Marcus got me like one of those big tea carafe things that, you know, I think can stay hot all day. But we haven't had super cold weather. We got one dusting of snow um, today. We have a flash flood for three days and a high, it's 50 right now. Yeah, it's not so. 50 here, but it is getting, <laughs> it's been getting warmer throughout the day. So all of the stuff, I see, we had to have someone come over this morning. And had we not had to have someone come over this morning, I would not have shoveled. So, because, because it's going to all melt by the end of right. the day, but it was such a slushy, nasty mess that in our driveway has enough of an incline to it that I didn't want to get sued. So I went ahead and shoveled. Yeah. So yeah, my, anyway, my, my family in New York, apparently upstate New York got tons and tons and tons of snow. So I was like, I'm going to send some over here. But we did and get snow on Christmas day. That oh, was it. It snowed nice. and, and it snowed enough to qualify as a white Christmas. I mean, it wasn't. You know, it wasn't a lot of accumulation, but everything looked white. That was, it, and it wasn't supposed to. So that was a Christmas miracle. It was cold. It was cold here on Christmas, and that's about as much as I can ask for. And the other thing I got, the only thing I think got that I didn't like is Santa brought me pink eye, but um, which I probably got at the Airbnb. It was really clean, but I imagine it must have been where I where I got it because Christmas morning I woke up and like my eye was all like crusted shut uh, thankfully I have a friend who's a pediatrician who was able to get me drops really easily so <laughs> I'm trying to find urgent care on Christmas day but I'm not allowed to wear contacts until Friday and I can't wait because I've been wearing glasses all week and uh, I just yeah. my vision's so bad I have a hard time with peripheral vision I've been getting some headaches but hey at least I have new glasses this year so <laughs> Oh, man. So we should talk about some stuff. Um, yeah. It, it, Christmas Christmas is gone. Let's talk about. Uh, <laughs> well, and, you know, the thought was kind of that it, it it's the if you're listening to this is the day it comes out. It's the last day of 2020. Thank goodness we've we've so far, barring a catastrophe, made it. And this is definitely, you know. A, a year that if it was a movie we do not want a post credits scene right like just end we want it to be done when the day is over let's roll the calendar over and let's just keep going so but we were just thinking it's people naturally this time of year are thinking about what they're going to do next year like what are we you know how am i gonna um do this my systems or whatever it is that you have going on so we were just thinking maybe it would be worthwhile having a little bit of a conversation about that and kind of walking through some of the things that you and I have found really helpful in break, you know, breaking it down into kind of a couple of different sections. And so as I envisioned this, when I put them in the show notes or our outline, I sort of was thinking like, what are some of the things that you need in order to manage working remotely or just maybe life in general, but specifically being productive, working remotely? Or, you know, how do you handle the following things? And so I, I think of which we'll just walk through them. But those the things we were thinking about are like, how do you manage your calendar? What are some of the tools you use? Some of your tips for that? How do you manage tasks? How do you handle project management? 
about gathering information or research because for you and I, our jobs are both pretty heavy on that particular area. And then finally staying focused, which to me is has become a very prominent thing at the, at the forefront of my mind. So that's kind of like the direction that I was thinking that we could head and it looks like yeah. you put stuff on the notes. So yeah, I wrote a bunch of stuff in here earlier today. Um, but yeah, let's talk about, uh, let's talk about calendars because, uh, one of the things, and I wrote it, like the older I get, the more I am. If it's not on my calendar, it's just not going to happen. <laughs> I'm going to forget. Right. Um, it doesn't exist. So what, how do you like to manage your calendar? What do you? Yeah. So I'm going to break this into two things. I think as far as an actual tool, I, I particularly really like Fantastical as an app. So you know, I want to, so I'm saying that first because I want to talk about like that for a second. And then I'll talk about a tip of her in terms of how I use it. But if, you know, if you have a Mac, there's a default calendar app. That's great. Whatever. There are a ton of other ways, but a lot of people just are using maybe Google calendar in their web browser. And I think that you're doing yourself a huge disservice if that's the case, because you don't, you, you lose a lot of the integration that you can get. And a lot of the, um, kind of streamlining your workflow by using a tool like Fantastical. Fantastical is an app that is a subscription. Um, I should have looked ahead of time, so I'll look here in just a second. But you pay a set amount over the course of the year. And one of the reasons I think that that's actually cool is because they they spend a lot of, they've put a lot of effort into Fantastical and they do a very good job. My dog is having a dream and she's, <laughs> Like, oh, I'm surprised you moving. haven't heard any cats meowing at the door yet because they spend a lot of time on her bed. <laughs> oh, no. She's just having some kind of a dream because her, her tail is wagging. And she's <laughs> Anyway, so I think one of the things I really like about Fantastical is they've put a lot of effort into really refining that app. And so I want them to keep doing that. And anytime I find an app like that where they, you know, put that kind of effort in, I I'm okay with supporting the developer. It's four ninety nine a month. Or you can pay for a whole year for forty bucks, and it it does a lot of things that I really I just really like the the interface where I can see um, my calendar at a glance. It shows me a heat map so I can look and even at a glance can see. Oh shoot, next Thursday is really busy. I don't even have to see what's on it. I can just it's red. There's too many things oh. happening. I've got to do, pick something different. It works on my Mac. It works on my iPhone. It works on my iPad. It has a great. Um, complication on my apple watch it syncs really nicely it also has a great feature where um if like for our meeting you know we're talking to each other over zoom and when you add a zoom link to a calendar appointment on your calendar there's just a quick join button so i don't have to open the calendar event to find the link i can literally just from my calendar tap the join button and it'll open the zoom meeting for me so those kind of things save me some time and i so i really like that so i highly endorse fantastical as far as how i use my calendar and manage it i'm a big fan and proponent of, of sort of i call it chunking my time blocking your time however you want to think about it but for me the point is i want to do all of the same types of tasks at the same time and i use different colors on my calendar so that i can quickly see you know what i'm going to be doing during that time so if it's a research time i'll block that off using a certain color if it's writing time i'll have it with a different color 
appointments, that kind of thing, or a different color. So our podcast recording shows up as a specific color. And that way I can quickly look at my calendar and just know how, how, how am I spending my time, but what do I need to be doing next? Does that make sense? Right, right. I am a big fan of different colors. Okay, so you you said something about people doing themselves a disservice about only using the Google Calendar browser, which I'm a big fan of. I've tried Fantastico before, and maybe I didn't give it enough time. And this was also quite probably when they were fairly new because I used to use Sunrise, and I liked Sunrise a lot, and then Sunrise went away. Uh, so I try, and I probably just didn't, didn't give it enough time. And it was hard for me to have a separate app on my computer to use because, you know, my old computer was, I couldn't have a lot of apps on it because it just sucked up too much energy. So I'm willing to give an, something else a try. I've tried a bunch of different inbox things, but as you know, for me with my, well, that's even, that's an email issue. But I like, um, on my Google Calendar, I have I have them all connected. I have three different calendars. I have my work, I have my personal, and then I have the kids' schedule. And so they're all different colors, and then the kids' schedule is separate. It's in, like, pink or red or something. And I created a group so everyone in the family, my parents, their dad, his wife, Marcus, everyone can see when we have the kids. And, you know, so there's no, like, oh, when are we switching again or whatever. Right. Or who has a game this day or what event is going on. Um, and even my parents can see that so they don't have to call me and be like, so when are the kids, what weekend are the kids going to be there next? Right. <laughs> because she can go and look. Um, so I'm willing to try something like that. Um, like you, I'm also a big, and I'll talk about this a little bit more on tasks, um, but chunking time to help me stay focused. Remember when Google Calendar came out with that thing, wrote it out, like actually automate your time for you? say I want to spend 30 minutes reading today and it would just like shove it in there somewhere <laughs> I never saw that <laughs> I believe oh, this, you but this happened like maybe four ish years ago I tried that too and I'm just like I was not willing to give uh it that much control over my life I didn't yeah. like that anymore <laughs> well uh, one of the reasons I I'm sorry one of the reasons and I know that a lot of people use Google Calendar but like for me I don't, n- not all of the calendars that I have are Google calendars. Okay. So like I have mm, some iCloud okay. calendars and I have an exchange calendar because it depends on who I might be sharing those calendars with. Right. So for various reasons, I have an assortment of calendars that, I, and, and so, you know, for different purposes, I put things on different calendars so that I can easily, and that's for me, so I can toggle them on and off which is one of the things I really like about Fantastical is that you can actually create calendar sets and you can have multiple calendar sets and only see the things on that set. One of the reasons that's helpful is sometimes you might have things that show up on your calendar, but that you don't, they're not actually for your benefit, right? Because you're sharing a calendar. Let's say it's hypothetically, let's say it's because you have, you, you have a visibility into someone else's calendar, right? So um, but you, you don't necessarily always need to see that calendar. You just need to be able to access it when you need to know what's going on for whatever reason. So you can create different sets. You could create a set of calendars for your kids and then just turn it off. Right. Or you could create a set of calendars that includes like all of your work stuff and it's payday or whatever you might want to do. But like, I like that because depending on what kind of mode I'm in, I can, I can toggle on and off different calendars. And instead of having to literally manually go through and say, turn these two off and turn this one on. 
I just have all these different sets, calendar sets, and I can just, I'm in work mode. I need to see the work calendars. I'm in planning when we're going to be able to get away for a vacation. So I need to see the kids' sports schedule, whatever. That kind right. Of thing. So I really like that. And if you're only using Google calendars, you can toggle different calendars on and off, but you don't have the sets. So. Right. I don't know. I'm I'm going to play with it and because it's so slow this week. <laughs> and I will say that you're right. Fantastical did a major, major update this year, earlier this year. So any, if you've used it before this year, they're not a sponsor or anything. So no one's paying. You know, I've paid for the service. No one's paying me to say this, but I can highly endorse it. And I would say give it another chance. I don't just mean Jess. I'm saying if someone else is looking for a good tool because and it, I really think it does a good job. It it does a great job of like on my phone, maybe I want to just set myself a quick appointment for tomorrow to do something. And I can literally just type call Jess tomorrow at two o'clock and it'll add a appointment for call Jess and it'll do it tomorrow at two o'clock as opposed to having to, t- you know what I mean? Usually when you go in and create a calendar thing, you have to title it. You got to pick the day, pick the time, pick the what. No, you can just type naturally and it'll figure it out for you. I like that. Uh, yeah, it's just okay. quicker. So anyway, and you can use it with Siri too. So you can even tell Siri like set an appointment for whatever. And, and well, you you say, can do that. You can do that with, I have one in the room. Uh, but what I mean but it's by not, that. You can do it with Alexa too because she'll, I'll, and she'll add it to your calendar. To your Google calendar. Right. I'm just saying yeah. if you're using your, if you have your phone in front of you, you can't use Alexa. Yeah, true. <laughs> she won't no, you can actually because of the Alexa app. Well, if you have the Alexa app open, you're right. God. I love it when people tell me I'm right. <laughs> Don't get used to it. But that seems like it defeats I'm not the whole very, purpose. It doesn't happen a lot around here. If I have to open an app and tap a button to talk to it and then say my thing for it to go and add it to a different calendar, I feel like, why don't I just go to the calendar? <laughs> right. Yeah. I, I don't actually use it for it that, is. So. It is useful if you just want to talk to the speaker that's on the other side of the room. I agree with you. That that makes a lot of sense. So so that's calendars. What anything else you have to add? No, to um, except that I am gonna give Fantastical another another try and see. I'm assuming they probably have a free trial, but I don't mind if they're on them five bucks for a month to to try it out anyway. I'm sure that they do. I don't I don't know that a hundred thousand percent, but I'm sure that they do. So yeah, I, I it's worth it. Um I, I will say that the default calendar app on like the Mac and on the on the i on the iPhone and stuff isn't terrible. Like I, I'm not anti that. It's just that there's additional functionality that Fantastico gives you. Namely, it's that it recognizes that natural language, which is really kind of nice. Um, and having those calendar sets. So, um, so let's do project management next because I feel like that's like a hierarchy thing compared to tasks. And then because it's kind of like project management, how do you manage the flow of the work you have to do in tasks is like, how do you actually get the things done? If that right. makes sense. Yeah. They're, I mean, and they, they, ble- they bleed together. They a do. Bit. You're right. Um, but, um, okay. What do you use? All right. So when I think about managing projects or I guess you could think about it as terms of like, how do you organize and manage the work that you have to do as opposed to simply, how do you make sure that you actually get tasks done? And I, so that's how I, dif- that's how I differentiate those two things. And so, and I also think of tasks when I, in terms of task management or to do's as all of the things that come up that aren't necessarily a part of my normal workflow, Mm -hmm. if that makes sense. Because if it's, if it's for writing an article, I don't need to add that to my to-do list. 
right? I have a set workflow I go through for managing that process as opposed to, oh shoot, I got to call the guy about the basement drainage system. That's a task that I just need to add to a list, but it's not part of work or a project or mm-hmm. that kind of thing. So, or, and sometimes tasks for me end up being things like contact somebody to see if they would be a guest. Like that doesn't fit as a part of a project management thing necessarily, right. at least for me. So for me, I've been using Trello for quite a while. I started using Trello, um, I'm pretty sure I started using it when you and I were working together. Uh, That was probably my first real in-depth experience with Trello. Uh, And I've been using it mostly to kind of coordinate my content runway, my content calendar, and mostly because I share those cards then with my research assistant who's able to do the stuff that she does and add information back to Trello cards. But I have been playing with Notion. So... I don't, I don't know how to actually, I know what I think about notion. I love the functionality. I don't like the user interface. Mm, the question for me a is, big deal. yeah. So the question, well, but I never really loved the user interface for Trello either. Like I didn't love it. It wasn't bad, but it, I didn't love it. I, they, you were yeah. limited into certain things. And the nice thing about notion is I can see everything as a Kanban board, you know, where I drag cards across, but I can also see the same list of articles in basically a spreadsheet or a list view, right? Like, so that right. to me, or in the calendar view, we, you can see a calendar view in Trello. That that's true. But so to me, that's really useful. And I really like that. I just don't love some of the, I wish there was more customization available in terms of how things looked And And this is like the designer in me. When I say how it looks, I mean, like, I wish I could change the font. Right, like or the the colors, or, or yeah, <laughs> I, I, I yes, I, I wish you want I could. A ki- you you obviously want a kitten in the background. I definitely don't, but I do. <laughs> I do wish I could change some of those things, and those might seem silly. But the truth is, if you can't stand looking at something, you ain't gonna use it, and then it's useless to you, right? So, right. I have not gone all in. I have not gotten my um research assistant involved with Notion yet because I have to really decide that I'm committed to it before I um, make somebody else <laughs> bite the bullet. But what I don't want to do is I'm managing everything in Notion and then I still use Trello to send stuff for research. That seems like it's it's duplicating work. But what I the reason I find a tool like this useful is it gives me a view and I can organize, okay, what am I working on today versus the you know what's coming down the pipeline and I like to be able to see it. And since a lot of the things that I write are kind of timely, I needed to have a good project management process that worked with, with a pretty quick cadence, right? And even stuff, you know, if even if you were writing an article and you have a week to do it, that's still pretty quick. We're not talking about writing a book that's going to take you four months. If does that, You know what I mean? And so I, need, I needed to have a pr- process I could do on a pretty regular basis. And for me, Trello up until now and hopefully maybe Notion are pretty good at that. How about you? And I know. I know you know I use Trello too. I it's it's grown on me, but I don't think I use it to its highest functionality. And so I'd like to, you know, start playing with some more of the automations on there. And just I don't know as a company if we use it to the best of its ability, but I'm really big on the Kanban style boards, which is one thing I really liked about Asana when I used it too, because you can set up those, those cards and it's just, there's something gratifying about it to me, like moving a card to the next stage. It's like, it's like crossing something off on a pen and paper list to me, that same kind of feeling. And I also really like, I haven't used it in quite a while because I haven't 
had a need to, but I like Basecamp a lot for project management. I think they have a really, they have a good user interface and some great collaboration tools as well. And I think that's the big difference for me. I'm blending in tasks and project management just happening. <laughs> um, with project management tools, for me, it's more about the collaboration types of features rather than tasks. Like for tasks, uh, I know we're both, you like um, the things app, um, but we're both pen and paper people as well. And a lot of times what I'll do is, Mic is falling. Sorry. Uh, Tightened it before we started, I swear. Um, (laughs) But I will, like, get out a pad of paper. I'm still a fan of yellow legal pads, and I'll put a line down the middle of it. And the bottom part is personal things I need to get to during the day, and the top part is work things I need to get to during the day. And I like crossing those things off. I personally, for task management right now, I'm, I'm done it before i've tried um google keep i would like for task management i'm you know, obviously big on google products even though i'm a mac iphone user right um google keep i i just really like having the paper there's something old school about it to me my, my kids don't write paper stuff on anything except for when i go into my son's room and i see a bunch of video game codes he's scribbled out that he has to use to unlock the next level or something right well, I was going to throw in real quick for anyone who is trying to figure out, okay, this sounds interesting. I don't really know. I'm not 100% sure what you mean by how do I figure out what project mean. Like, if that's all kind of a weird existential question, I, I wanted to just quickly throw in an endorsement for um, one of our past episodes, which was um, when I had a chance to interview... Sean Blanc, who is from The Sweet Setup. It's episode eight. The title is The Best Coffee in Northwest Arkansas plus special guest Sean Blanc. Because Sean and I talked a lot about how you figure out this stuff. And he is one of those people who spends a lot of time thinking about it because he helps other people figure it out at The Sweet Setup. So I would just throw in a quick, when you're done listening to this episode, I would highly recommend that you go back and listen to episode number eight. Um, the best coffee in Northwest Arkansas. I'm telling you the title because when you see number eight, you're gonna be like, that can't be the one he means. It is the one that I mean. <laughs> Go listen to that one because we talked about Notion a little bit in there. We also talked about Basecamp. And that was what triggered me to make me think we, I should mention it because Basecamp, I think, is a great tool for managing bigger projects, mm-hmm. right? But it isn't great if what you need to do is the same project over and over and over again on a regular basis like you and I do because it's it isn't really... a it's not really designed for that, right? It's, right. It's yeah. designed for like larger scale, more intensive projects with lots of people collaborating as opposed to y'all get together, decide what you're going to do. You go off and do your things and then you pass it on to somebody else anyway. So, right. When I used Basecamp when I was in sales, I mean, I had my CRM and everything, but once the sale was closed, we would move, um, move it into Basecamp. And so the sales and onboarding can could make a smooth transfer because sales is moving it into the onboarding team who's going to help them implement the product slash solution. And that was really helpful because we were able to collaborate across our teams without trying to get our onboarding team into the CRM, which we tried at first, which just, it was too much. So moving, yeah, to bigger projects involving multiple teams. So you started talking about tasks and you started talking about pen and paper and I totally, so I'm definitely someone who likes using pen and paper. In fact, what I find myself doing in the morning is 
I will look at Notion and or Trello, depending on which one I'm using at the moment. And I'll look at my list of tasks that I've collected in things. And I'll talk about how I do that in just a second. But then I actually make the list of things I'm going to do on on a piece of paper on my in a notebook because that's the thing that I'm going to go back to. And there's just something about, for me, writing it out that increases the likelihood it's actually going to happen by a lot, <laughs> right? Because yeah. this sits on my desk next to me. I use it to make notes. I have actually used it to make notes while we're talking right now. But I think better with pen and paper. And so when I write things out, that's what – and so for me with – I use the app called Things, like Things version 3, I think. The website's culturedcode.com slash things. Um, it's, I, I love it. The one drawback to it is you have to pay for a separate app on your Mac, on your iPad, and on your iPhone. They That's will all, lame. yeah, they will all sync together, but they are all independent, which is, which yes. Anyway, I, I don't love that pricing structure. I think at some point they're going to come back to like pay one price for the year and we're good to go, whatever. But what I use that for is they have this inbox, and in the inbox throughout the day, as I think of things I need to do, because I don't always have pen and paper with me, right? But I always have my phone <laughs> like I literally always have my phone with me so I can just open it up and in the inbox just type here's the thing I need to do here's the thought I had about something I need to do here's an idea here's a whatever and I can put those on in the inbox and then you can organize them if you want to just use the app you can organize them by like I'm going to do this today and then it'll give you notifications but what I'll do is I'll just go through that inbox and I'll just put them on paper when I'm actually going to do them so I use it as a running list and you can organize them by project which is useful, right? Because you could use it as sort of a project management tool. So you can create lists of tasks that you need to do based on the projects. And I do have those in there so that I can sort of visually see if I've collected six tasks for like the podcast, right? Then I know if I'm sitting down to do podcast stuff, here are tasks that I've said I need to do. So, but when it actually comes time for me to do them, I, I, I use pen and paper. Yeah. That's probably because we're older. Not older. We're not older yet. You're not. I mean, you're. I'm, you're, I'm not old. You're, and I'm you're maybe than you. five years older than me, if that. Uh, but I just think that's something that sticks with us. I'm, and I actually, I I carry a purse, so I usually do have pen and paper on me too. I'm that often that girl that's carrying a a book or a notebook going anywhere, just because I like to capture my thoughts and it, I like to write it down. Right. One of my favorite things to do is look back on them too. I say like I'm like I'm going to um, a coffee joint to watch a series of short films, like super artsy type stuff. I want to write stuff about it, and I want to look back on it later. Like I'm probably every writer has this a stack right. of notebooks that you just have. You know, those are really fun for me. I also have like a box of memory crap. I, that's just maybe the woman in me. I don't know if I <laughs> do that too. Uh, I, I know we're. I don't throw away my notebooks once I've used them, but I don't intentionally save them. Does that difference make sense? Like I'm not collecting the old ones, but I don't also throw them away. So I oh, guess you could find them all over my house. And plus I kind of hide them because there's personal thoughts in there. You know, like I, if Marcus were to go like read some of my notebooks about like, especially when we first started dating and I, I told him, I remember telling him, I was like, I made a pro con list about you in my notebook. <laughs> So, like, I don't want him reading all of my thoughts about what, you know, if I thought he was a suitable mate. Those are those are personal things. 
if you thought it turns out he was a suitable mate so oh, we, I know did how, show we know him. we know how the yeah. story ends yeah i did show him his pro con list eventually once <laughs> Uh, was this so? Was this like the um, Ross and Rachel list of of yeah, probably. And yeah, I mean, I grew uh, up on Friends, so there you go. My dad always taught me to make pro con lists about everything, like career wise, work wise. I'm trying to pick a certain job, and it has stuck with me my entire life. All right. So, anything left on the tasks? Um, no, I don't have anything left on tasks, and I know um, we're coming up on an hour close to an hour and we want to talk about staying focused and yeah goals. let's do that you but i want to say one more thing because you put something in here about well the trigger to thought i do love and this is one of my favorite features on the iphone actually and so i can't really rationalize how this fits in with things but i do frequently use the reminders app on my phone with siri because i can simply say Hey, dingus, when I get home, remind me to tell Beth about this. Or, hey, when I get to the store, remind me to, to do this. Or, hey, because, and it'll do it based on your location or based on a time, which I love because your phone knows where it is, right? right. So, and it knows where your home is, believe mm -hmm. it or not. So I can just tell myself, or when I leave, that's another useful feature. Like, when I leave, remind me to this. Or, when I leave the store, remind, because sometimes, you know, Beth will text me when I'm driving to the grocery store and she'll say, could you also do this other thing? But I can't write it down. So I'll just say, remind me when I get to the store that I need to add you do this. So I do really like that. That tends to be more personal things because it's, it's not very common that I'm like, Hey, when I get to the office, well, my office is, you know, in my house. <laughs> so. I do. I do this, a similar thing with Alexa. Uh, like I'm head of like, make sure when I wake up in the morning I need to call the orthodontist because Reese broke a bracket off and I need to see if we can get him in this day or if I'm at home um, like if we're traveling I use Siri for all those things and I yeah. have it set up so if I just say hey Siri right. you know I don't have to press anything and it will right. tell me it'll do whatever and it'll, it'll set my alarms it'll do my reminders and I think I downplay Siri a little bit because I use Alexa stuff so much at home uh, that I, I forget how useful that can be. So that's actually a good tip for me. Yeah, I love, I love that. In fact, I wrote an article a while, it was at least a year ago, that in my opinion, it's the best app or best feature on the iPhone is that combination of the Reminders app and Siri, just because of how convenient. The, and it works on my watch too. You can just talk to your watch and do it anyway. So, okay, so staying focused, which obviously on this podcast, we have a hard time sometimes doing. Yeah, but I was surprised that... I want to put this in the show notes, so I'm gonna send. I will send you a link. There is a whole podcast episode about the woman whose voice is Siri that I listened okay. to a couple of years ago. So I will find. I'll dig it up because it's it was pretty cool the story about how she became the voice of Siri. All right, very very interesting. So, all right. um, okay. So the last section that we'll talk about today, and I actually think. You mentioned email. I actually think we should just focus an episode and talk about how we manage email. And, so, and granted, for work, you don't you don't get as much email for work as as a lot of people do. I've got over two thousand unread emails, but it's okay. Fine. So then we should talk about it. <laughs> so I think we should we should definitely save that for an episode. It wasn't even on our list for today, but I, I made a note that we should do. We should just dedicate some time at an episode because I okay. think that could be useful for people. But for staying focused, I have I have started to notice this about myself. And I have started getting very aggressive that 
zealous, aggressive, I don't know. Whatever I'm 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 cracking down about You're being assertive. I am I'm getting religious about shutting down notifications when I need to get things done and not just notifications, but distractions. And I have found that it's as simple for me as getting rid of things that are open that I might've been working on before and just getting like closing windows. And so for example, I, I've been using the one tab um, browser extension, which when you click it just combines all of your tabs into like one list. So you can go back to them all. It saves them all for you, but they're not open. So you're not going to get distracted and be like, oh, there was that. Oh, that YouTube video I was going to watch earlier. I should watch that now because then you're like three hours later, you're still watching YouTube videos about stuff and you don't even remember why you got there to begin with. Or um, I'll shut down my email so I don't see notifications for email because if I need to focus, I don't care about stuff coming in. Anybody who needs to get a hold of me urgently when I'm trying to focus will text me. They know not to email me anyway, right? So... I shut that down, I'll shut down Twitter, I close everything out, and I'll put on do not disturb so that I can actually get things done because otherwise I, I just, I'll, I'll not get anything done. And I'm not convinced you ever shut down Twitter. I do. <laughs> just, that's mostly a joke, just, a just because uh, you, you tweet a lot and I, so I can follow you, um, I, I mean obviously I follow you, but I get notifications when you tweet. Uh, on my so watch, you're actually so keeping track. Of I'm stalking I... you, basically. <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> Anyone is welcome to follow, stalk, whatever on on Twitter. On Twitter only. But, on Twitter, though. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, you're not like on my see first list on Facebook or anything. Oh, see, and I don't even really use Facebook. If you ever see something from me on Facebook, I probably posted it on Instagram. Yeah, I ha I do the same thing with Instagram. It automatically goes because I like to edit the pictures on Instagram because I think Instagram has one of the best photo editors and that's free included in an app. And I know that's not staying focused on yeah. what we're talking about. That's all right. So I will one more time throw back the same mention, episode number eight, the interview with Sean Blanc. The rest of the episode was great too, but he and I talked for, I don't even know, 40 minutes. And he talked about essentially don't try to do two things at one time. Now he doesn't mean like, don't try to drive and talk on your phone, which you probably shouldn't do either. But what he's suggesting is if your job has multiple, you know, Layers? pieces, yeah. well, pieces like in a workflow. So for example, for me, I got to think of ideas of what I'm going to write about. Then I've got to research that. Right. And then I've got to write it. Then I've got to edit it. Then I've got to publish it. Right. That's five different, I just made that up, but there's five different stages in that process I just described. Don't try to do find an idea and write at the same time, right? Mm -hmm. Or don't try to research and write at the same time. Sit down and say, this Jason, you've got 45 minutes to do this component. Then we're moving on to something else, right? And during that time, you focus on this thing. Now, some people think that they can just go back and forth, and maybe they can. I would argue that you're not going to be nearly as productive when you're dividing your focus. But for people like me, however many that maybe there's only one of them, I'm unique. My mother told me so, but <laughs> I, I can't do this whole focusing on multiple things at the same time. And so I've started to train myself. This is this time. This is what you do. Don't try to do the other thing because as soon as you know, and the example he gave was don't try to decide what you're going to write about when you're supposed to be writing. Right. right. Decide that ahead of time so that when you sit down at the desk, 
You just write. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, si- similar. Well, even the research will show you. And it, well, people always say that women are better at multitasking. That may be true, but it doesn't mean that when you multitask, you make more errors. Even research will show you make more errors. And if you try to focus on too many things at one time and you go back and forth, how long it takes your mind an average of, I don't remember how many seconds, but it was sizable to refocus on what you were doing. So it's always amazing to me if I give myself, whether it's 45 minutes or two hours, how much work um, on one task I can knock out. I'll think, man, this article is going to take me till this time today. And then all of a sudden, two hours later, I'm done because I didn't do anything else. Uh, And that makes a huge, huge difference to me. Or I'll say, I'm going to get to a thousand words of this article when I think it's going to be about 2000. And then I'll stop. I'll take a break. It's kind of like the Pomodoro timer style of work. Um, It's also a a spaghetti sauce, (laughs) I think, but... Um, maybe, and then, then you take a break to reset your mind, whether it's going on a little bit, a little walk. I'll check out some of the random channels on Slack. Uh, you know, we have like random family channels, pets channels, cooking channels. Um, maybe, you know, play with one of my pets or even as we've talked about before on a previously previous podcast, take a short nap. Uh, but it's almost like a reward system to me. I get this amount done and then I get to reward myself with something that I want to do, even if it's something as dumb as playing a little game on my phone or getting up and emptying the dishwasher, which is shamefully a reward because I'm getting something done. <laughs> right. There, that, that Whatever it takes, though, to kind of set you... Reward systems are good because it actually helps you to build up a habit right because it gets eventually you get to a point where you don't necessarily need the reward right because you still just do the thing but whatever it takes to start to build that motivation like there's no there's no shame in that give yourself yeah what you need and it's really rewarding when you get something done a lot faster than you thought you could because you just focused on that one thing and it's amazing how less urgent other things become. I don't have to answer every Slack message right away or every text message. And I'll leave my phone like in a different area because if someone say like my mom calls me or something, she'll call me more than once if it's urgent. She doesn't always answer my phone calls right away either. So uh, I'm a big component of one thing at a time when in my younger years, I used to be a huge multitasking person. But that so, was also when I had toddlers. So, <laughs> I think I think we could do a whole episode on multitasking. But I want to say this: um, I think that when so when people become good at multitasking, you're still becoming good at a bad thing. Okay. Mm-hmm. You're, and however, sometimes you have to get good at it because, for example, if you are a parent. And you have to make breakfast, you know, make breakfast, make lunches, get your kids dressed, get them out the door, get them on the bus, like presumably with their clothes the right side out with the appropriate <laughs> hats and gloves, while also making sure that you get food and writing notes so that you can stick them. In, like there's a whole bunch of things that have to happen in a small period of time, all of which I'm so thankful. That's the only thing I'm thankful about virtual school right now is that morning routine for us doesn't exist because it is it is a nightmare every morning and I hate doing it I've gotten very good at that multitasking Mm -hmm. but it's still 
the only reason I've gotten good at it is because I don't have a choice. We have to do those things, right? Yeah. In that amount of time. But if you, but you don't have to do that for work, right? Right. It doesn't and I think need we get into the that. mindset that we have to like work the same way in our personal life and our and our work life. And like my daughter said to me, "How do you do all that so fast?" When I'm like whipping up dinner and I'm putting right. lunches together, when I'm just, I'm like, it, I just said it's mom magic. <laughs> well, and and there are days when Beth has to work that I will still be finishing, trying to hurry up to get an article finished or or revising some edits so something can get published that's timely, while I have to also take a kid to, to gymnastics, get back home, make dinner for everybody else, and I'm still like I'm looking over here at this you know article while I'm also making tacos. Probably the chances of something going wrong. In either of those cases, dramatic. I, I think of it in terms of like, okay, you only have so much bandwidth. That's mm-hmm. just reality. You only have so much bandwidth. Your pipe for bandwidth is only so big. You can have one thing running through it at a time and devote all of your attention to it. Or you can have 12 things going through. And even if you're really good, there's still like a transition cost when you go between them. And the people who are really good at it have figured out ways to minimize that transition cost, right? Like the mm-hmm. the likelihood of you know, putting the wrong food in the wrong kid's lunch or forgetting to send somebody with a drink or uh, things we've mm-hmm. all done as parents, right? You've you've learned how to minimize those things, but there's still the cost, right? You're still right. not doing any of them as good as you can. So when it comes down to sitting down to work to produce the thing that adds value because it's what you get paid for, I, I just don't understand why you would introduce introduce any potential for, for problems because it's just stressful too like there's right. there's, there's this... an emotional cause yeah yeah <laughs> why are you doing this thing that you don't have to be doing <laughs> and, and usually when we're multi i know this personally not throwing shade on any of our listeners if i'm multitasking in that case it's because i probably didn't plan very well right so just yeah. plan back we, we i think we could we definitely could do a whole episode about that because i used to be the biggest proponent of multitasking and very proud of my abilities doing it and as I've gotten older and, you know, advanced in my career and my life and my kids have gotten older, too, and all of that, it's it's I have quite a bit different opinion. Right. So, well, that's a good place for us to sort of wrap it up today. I did want to say um, Happy New Year to everyone. Also, I'm just going to make a shameless plug uh, this morning. Also releasing at the same time as this episode is a very special episode that I got an opportunity to be a guest on of the Apple Insider podcast. We had a great conversation. I talked with Stephen, the uh, co-host of that podcast, about some of our things we are most excited about from this past year and some of the things that we're looking forward to for next year. Obviously, it's the Apple Insider podcast, so it's mostly related to Apple stuff, although we did talk about some non-Apple stuff, some of our favorite products, some of our least favorite products what we're hoping maybe will come next year. So I did want to mention that because I, w- I definitely think you should go listen to that. Um, and I'll, I'll, I'll include a link to it as well. Uh, Jess, any, any final thoughts of 2020? Um, I mean, I'm going to listen to it. I saw your tweet about it. You were excited. <laughs> and I figured that's what it was about. Um, um, was. Also want to say like, happy new year. Good riddance to 2020 to everyone. Thanks for hanging in there with us. I, I hope everyone is, crappy as this year has has been has learned something and had some some memorable moments that you can take with you and um into 2021 hopefully it's a way better year um next week i'd love we talk about maybe some overall goals too sure 2021 i'm not a big fan of new year's resolutions but i do think it's a you know a new year especially this year is a good time to to re 
restart, reboot, and rethink about how you might want to do some things differently or things that you learned and you want to implement more. So uh, we're gonna un- We're going to unplug the computer. We're going to let it sit. We're going to plug it back in, and we're going to boot it up fresh for 2021. So we will be back next year, also known as next week, and we will see you there. <laughs> right. Bye.